Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In with T.J. Miller. It always feels like you're starting to do... Like, we always both start doing a song that's a popular television jingle, and then we're like, better take a left here, otherwise we'll be found out. Can I get through my intro? Sorry. It's bad when your guest is... The guest of the show is interrupting the host... I'm the guest. You've uh, you've reached cashing in with T.J. Miller. I'm Cash Levy, and we have, <laughs> special, we have a you've special. Reached, you've reached cashing in with T.J. Miller. We're not here home. right now, obviously. You've the home of cashing in <laughs> uh, with T.J. Miller. Um, We're at the office right now. Well, Cash, thank you very much for having me as a guest on your show. It's, it's exciting. We have one host. We have one guest. We have one run-on sentence and limitless possibilities in the sense that nothing's truly limitless, knowing it's not even possible. You know, you know, you know what we mean. Cash has always been good at cold reading. Yeah, that's always a good start. <laughs> that felt me. natural. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should start over. No, I think this no, is, is going to be this is going to be our show. And is it? You know what always uh, kicks off our show, T.J. Miller? What? You haven't been here for a while. I haven't. The Triple Banger Lightning Round. Triple Banger Lightning Round. Dancing Word Bird Contest coming up in half an hour. Maybe I'll call you. <laughs> so now we do the Triple Banger Lightning Round, which is three quick questions answered very quickly. Let's get started. Are strawberries overrated? Yes, I do. I think so. And since Atkins named them one of the healthier fruits to eat... You got all these people going, oh, you know what, can I just have a bowl of strawberries? <laughs> no dessert for me. I'll just have strawberries and cream. All right, you weirdo. Go live in Candyland. <laughs> and grapes are grapes are underrated. I think so. Uh, I, there's a lot of grapists out there. I think it's a, I think it's racism against grapes. Just to explain that joke. Uh, does it make does it make you more manly if you if you're really good in bed, TJ Miller? Does it make you more manly? I think the times that I've had intercourse, social or sexual, with a woman, and uh, I've, I've done a good job, you know, uh, that makes, I do, I step away from that. I have, a like thing, a man. I have a thing where I drink, I'll drink a beer after intercourse. Okay, but you know the test of true manhood is just to have a really big uh, a no, truck. truck. I don't yeah. think that's true. A big truck with I don't big, think that's true. big wheels. Because I got a teeny Rims. tiny with huge wheels. You know what I'm talking about. Small shaft, gigantic balls. Well, you're more... You're more wide. From yeah, I'm sort of a wider more wide body. They used to call me wide load in college, and that was because I forced them to. Anytime people would say, "Hey, TJ," I'd say, "It's wide load." The name is wide load. <laughs> Triple banger, and that means three. And here's our third one: Can a marriage that starts with a wedding in a Vegas drive-through really last? I think statistically there has to be some that have, but no. If you're sitting down when it's time to be standing up, yeah. You're no man if at you're, all. If you're no matter too lazy, how big your truck wheels are. If you're too lazy to stand upright for the ceremony, you're not going to. How much work are you going to put into the relationship? How many years can it last? What's the longest? I would think most of those. I'd bet even money Vegas odds that most of those fail within the first two years. And with that fourth question, it became the quadruple banger. The quadruple bang bang. Let's move on to where were you, TJ? Where were you? Um, I just came from lunch at Senior Frog. No, not Senior Frogs. That's uh, Cancun. Senior Freds, which is a weird name. But I went in there to meet someone for lunch. This guy, Nick Bernstein, he used to run late night at NBC and was recently let go. Good for him, though. You know, With every door that closes, you don't know what the fuck you're going to do with your life. you got to pay. You've got a family. Is that, is that how the quote goes? I think it's shorter. But definitely, uh, and I was—I went to the restaurant, sat down. They had these weird menus from the Viceroy Hotel, and it was all Middle Eastern food. And I was like, "Senor Fred, get get it right here. You got to rename your. If you're Middle Eastern and you buy Senor Fred, you got to rename the. It's a. You think you're getting Mexican food, and that's when Nick Bernstein knocked on the window and reminded me that I was in the wrong restaurant. 
So I had read Senor Fred and then gone into the next restaurant. And that's where the confusion. That's where I actually did a tweet making fun of the restaurant, and then I had to do a tweet making fun of myself. You did a tweet apology? I did a twology. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you straightened that out. There's thousands of people out there that would have picketed that restaurant. I can feel that when I said twology, you were disappointed. I kind of saw it coming. It was palpable. I'm starting to know you. I'm starting to know you. I thought you might do something with a little wordplay there. I can't. I don't know. Let's move on. That's where I was. Okay. I was, uh, I just got back from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah. Where were you? Yeah. What were you doing? doing I was doing a club there. Uh, It's a tiny place. This was strange, and I, I thought of you and thought of our podcast when it happened. Uh, it's It was a small airport. When we landed, everyone clapped. Is that true? Have you experienced that? Yeah. I have experienced How low that. are your expectations <laughs> where you're plotting your own survival? I mean, because <laughs> no one clapped when we took off. We went, we flew through Chicago, and the miracle of flight didn't seem to please anybody, right? No one was... I think that's the amazing part, Yeah, you know? Well, it's a very... I do, but sometimes I get and mad. I'm thinking maybe midway through, these people were thinking, now how are we going to get down? <laughs> how is this going to work? But people were really ecstatic. I, I mean, are they... Here's the thing. I, I like it. I applaud after movies sometimes, and I get mad if other people don't. I know that's more of a Los Angeles thing. That's upsetting to me, to applaud. Really? Because it's not a live show. that They're not there to... Why are you applauding for a movie? Because applause is not always just about the adoration of the performer, as you see it. But sometimes it's about a communal agreement among strangers that, some, that something positive happened. And it's a, it's a form of sort of communicating a mutual appreciation among a group. So I like it. But if you're clapping every time, if it's a smooth landing, that's one thing you're clapping. But also, if it's a rough landing, does that mean they should be doing you boo the fake, boo it, or boo fake clap, like when you drop, when a waitress drops plates, you know? How about those people? Would you heckle a pilot? Yeah. Nice landing, dick licker. And then he just flies upwards and immediately kills everybody. <laughs> just nosedives right we back used to do this. Yeah, we used to do this when we played baseball. You think of funny heckles for different. You, know, you yell at the pitcher, uh, seen better arms on a snake. Yeah. Or, well, there's no, uh, or the umpire, you yell, open your eyes, Cyclops. That's the umpire? That's a good one. That's what you it yell is. at the umpire. So what would you yell at the, the pilot? You yell, uh, seen better pilots on a stove. <laughs> Not that. I like that. Yeah. Like that. Who gave you your wings? A fucking penguin, you piece of shit. <laughs> yes. Listen to me. Learn how to land a goddamn plane. <laughs> I am in a very difficult relationship with a woman of 15 years, and I take it out on other people. <laughs> so you took it in a more combative direction. It was, But that was real. Yeah. I was no, just trying to have a little real juice, real drink place. it up. Yeah. came from a real place. Real juice. Um. So Fort Wayne was interesting. I, uh, I I ran into somebody at their airport. Uh, at their so, airport? Yeah, at the airport they have there. So I ran into someone. He said, what a small world. That bothers me when people do that. They, they said that to you? Yeah, what a small world. I mean, you're going to yeah, run into someone so at the airport. You're not on dinghies in the middle of the ocean. It's not just the airport, though. Everybody always, they always say, isn't that crazy? How crazy is this? I was talking it's to somebody crazy. the other day, TJ, and they knew you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We all are in one socio-demographic of society. We all sort of have similar interests. There's nothing... Well, yeah. yeah, it's crazy that you ran into her at a Nordstrom's. There's nothing crazy. weirdo. Nothing crazy. I barely knew you from high school. Less we crazy. talked twice. We probably, mm-hmm. we probably ran into each other every day in high school and we never talked. What's crazy is you think this is crazy. Yeah, that's what. That's the only thing worth mentioning. He goes, "It's a small world," and you go, "You are stupider than I had even imagined." <laughs> and then you go on your separate ways. But later, you see each other in uh, the Annie's pretzel, and it's awkward, it, you know, because yeah, you said that, problem. and he you was just trying on, to be nice. Yeah, if you see him later, it can get off. I always, I have a policy. Always, if you're going to insult someone in an airport, do it right as you're boarding. Mm-hmm. But I've been burned on that one too, man. With the pilot. With the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I said, he had a dick, you know, to this guy who was eating a pretzel in a weird way. And then I got on the plane and it was the pilot. And you didn't notice he had the outfit on. No, certainly not. Yeah. You don't want to heckle the pilot before the flight. 
because then you get. Of course, he's not going to kill himself just to prove a point. A lot of people also say, "I can't believe everyone trusts their lives with the pilot in front." Airplanes aren't that hard. No, I, I was other, really that's upset. amazing to me. Surgeons. I was, I was but, really upset with the whole Sully thing, where people were, like, "What a hero! What are you talking about? He he saved his own ass by landing in that river. He had no choice." What is this? What is he? You know, yeah. Sully, the guy that landed in the river. Oh right, right, right. The Hudson River, right. But it's you know they called he him a hero without having it explode. That is well, no, he he, a he, he got he he did a good job. This doesn't make him a hero. Well, he didn't run into a burning building. He saved his own ass. But also the people, the other people on the flight as well. There were, and they were fortunate enough that that he was a good pilot. He's a good could, pilot. He but he is much more dangerous. Pilot. I always remind myself that I'm not wearing a seatbelt in the back of a taxi, and that by doing that, I'm just like, hey, whoever you are. Let's roll the dice today. You're a professional. How could you? This glass will stop me. Yeah, it's not like there are a thousand other terrible drivers that could hit our car at any moment. I wear a seatbelt whenever I'm in my car, but when it's up to a stranger who doesn't speak English well enough to understand that I said credit card, not the address of where we're going, then, you know, I'll leave the seatbelt off. That's true. I've never worn a seatbelt in the Stick my head out the window like a dog, you know, especially when he goes through tunnels. I trust him. I trust him. Well, that's where we were. Uh, where Fort we Winnetana, were in Anna, and you were at a d- restaurant different than the one you thought you were oblivious at. in the back of a taxi cab. Trust in my life. Away. We're going to move on to the essential questions of human nature. Ugh. And, uh, you know, today we're going to tackle some, some really, some issues more in the relationship vein. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where we kind of uh, teach you about life. Yeah. How to live it better. If you're doing, what you're doing, is it right or wrong? Our first question was, uh, is it wrong to masturbate while watching a, a tsunami, which I found myself doing? Now, see, I, gotta, I, haven't even, I don't even understand this full story, so you've got to tell it. What happened? I think maybe I was, it's possible. Was, was it on in the background, or were you looking at it being like, yeah, more water, so I, much water. I think it might have been on in the background, and I noticed uh, that I had already, you know. You already. So yeah. once you finish masturbating, you turn around, and you're like, there was a tsunami happening. As I was doing that. Right. And did you feel bad? I, I did. It, it seemed, you did? It, yeah, it seemed a little bit, uh, you know, frivolous of me, uh, you know, to be, a, <laughs> to be masturbating yeah. during a natural disaster in another country. Like, it, it put it all in perspective. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to say, like, it's, I don't know, masturbating is never... I wish it wasn't as shameful as it was. You never, but so yeah, coupled with us, if I found out that a natural disaster was happening, I, I think the way to put it is, you're probably right because if you're masturbating and when you finish masturbating, you get a call that said that someone in your family died while you were masturbating, that would be a terrible day. Yeah, right? I mean, because it wouldn't be that terrible day, you know, in the first place, but if you were masturbating, that would make it terrible. I think. Of course, no, no. Of course, it would still be terrible, but it would be worse if you had been masturbating That's as true. the death of someone in your family happened. Yeah, I don't know how I created that horrible, horrible situation. Horrible yeah, yeah, a, a hypothetical situation. But let's stop talking about it. Yeah, it was. It was. But these are, you know, these are relationship questions. People are wondering about things, and we, we've discussed this. Uh, Is it wrong to masturbate? Next to a sleeping spouse or a significant other. What's your stance on that? Matt, you got to weigh in on this. Matt's over there smiling. Yeah, that's wrong. He says it's what? wrong. What? He was clear. It was clear as day to him. I Crystal. Think I think it's wrong that they didn't wake up and do their job. Ah! Cash! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, they're the whole, their sleeping is creating this trap. That's exactly right. So I, that's why... I think they have an obligation. I don't to, think I'm not going to go that far. No, if you're going to say that only one person can please you sexually for the rest of your life, that's that is their job to make sure that you're <laughs> satisfied, right? You I can't mean, say that I'm is gonna, not it. But I got to say, I don't think it's their job. It's not, you can't it's not say your I'm job only going to cook for you for the rest of your life, but you can never eat out, and I'm only going to cook once in a while. That's true. It's a deal we've made. You've it's got, a deal. It's good. But see, this is how I know you You have an excellent relationship because you are so good at being like, hey, 
what are you saying? I can't eat out at other restaurants? Then you got to cook all the right. time, right? right? If you're saying you're going to cook for me, and in her mind, so she's like, I don't, the analogy is so complicated. Okay, all right, it's easier to have sex with him. I'll just fuck you. I'll just fuck you. I'll fuck you quiet, I think is what happens in your relationship a lot. Because there's no way to argue or a way out of it. So she just fucks you quietly to sleep and then wakes up and fucks kind of goes through it on a whiteboard. I'll, I'll fuck you to sleep again. Is that what you need? A lot of people sing lullabies. You, this is how you picture marriage. I'll fuck you to sleep. <laughs> a lot of people sing lullabies. That's a good marriage. A bad marriage is the really you really have to listen to lullabies. But I, I'm going to say I think it's okay. I think if they don't want to have sex and you're in, the, it's the you're both in bed and they're asleep. It doesn't bother them. The worst I think is if they wake up and they're mad, which has happened to me. Oh, they're mad about you masturbating? Yeah, they're like, what are you doing? Right to do, they have no right to be mad. No right to be I... mad. That was my gum out of the window. Remember that episode, if we played it in that order? Okay. Let me tell you this. Yeah, remember that? That is my, that. that is my, when she did that, I was like, okay, something's going on here that you're not more when cool she's about mad. This. No, you, you, you can't have a woman. Look, a lot of people are going out with with people that, that are too difficult. You know, we've talked about this. You get you, you go out with someone, you go to a party and, and yeah. she or he is not in a good mood and they bring everybody at the entire party down. And especially you. And suddenly you're looking after them. Yeah. You know, and I and I don't want to be indelicate about this, but at a certain point, uh, you know, control your bitch. But that's that's a man and we're I think we're talking about also for girls too. Absolutely. It's just a general term. It's like if you're bringing a guy to a party, we've all been guilty of this. A I've done this. I brought a girl to a party and she's, she doesn't like it. And she's mad that I didn't introduce her to somebody right away. And I waited and then I left to go talk to somebody for too long. If you've got a guy that's saying all that stuff to you, control control the well, bitch. I, I think he's I, he's he's being a bitch. I, I, I've always thought of bitch as a, you know, both sexes. Yeah, exactly. I just mean whiny. Whatever. I think that's like, I think that's absolutely right, though. But it's hard not to because it's so because so many it's so hard to find something that you're excited about in general that when you do, you end up putting up with. This is at least for me putting up with way more than you should. You should draw the line at certain stuff, and you don't because you're like, this is great sex, and I really I'm excited about this person. So it's okay that she made love to my father. On Flag Day. You know what I mean? Not even a real fucking holiday. Jesus Christ, Gina. Why did you leave me? Why'd you leave me alone? Anyway. Uh, I wish we had opened the whole uh, anyway. podcast with that song. You can close with that. I but encourage anyone to remix Is monogamy that? fair? And I think there's a case to be made that maybe it's not even fair. I think we're, you know, we're predisposed to, to you know, spreading our seed, that people are predisposed to being with different people. Uh, life expectancies have changed. If I told you you couldn't have carrot cake the rest of your life, you might, do you like carrot cake? I don't like carrot cake. Really. Okay, that's fine. But I think that's even better. So I can think we later choose a different tonight, cake? No, we the... won't, just for the sake of this. No, but for if the I sake of it, why not just change it to a cake that I like? I think we're going to go with carrot Why cake. Why don't you do ice cream cake? I love ice cream cake. Well, okay. Kay. If I told you you could never have it. Never have what? Ever again. The ice cream cake? Ice cream cake. You can only have it. <laughs> ice cream cape. <laughs> cape of If ice I told cream. you, if you I can never you again have... wear a cape made entirely of delicious vanilla ice cream. This what would you what, say? This is what I hate would about podcasting. Would you pod- be monogamous? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I hate about podcasting. Is anytime I say anything remotely off, <laughs> it one letter... Out of place, and TJ will jump. No, I do it too, though. I I said great earlier. Great, you did the greatest podcast ever. (laughs) Um, But if I told you that, you'd probably look at pictures of of ice cream cake cake cakes. You'd probably look at like. You probably look at Greg's of ice cream later tonight. You probably quake with ice. You probably quake with nice creams. Bottom line, I think you'd go out late at night and watch a piece of cake rotate around a pole like at a 24-hour diner because you'd, you'd want it that much because you, they said you couldn't have it. So I think it's, I think monogamy is tough, and that's why I'm saying that I think three ways should be admissible <laughs> because it's a whole different thing. I love thing. this. Matt, also way. on this one, you don't agree? Not into that. No. No way. Here's my thing. Matt doesn't endorse anything on this show, especially this, but I'm just saying that three-way is different than it's apples and oranges. Explain it, and then I'm going to prove you wrong. You weren't cheating on your girlfriend by masturbating, right? That's one person. Mm -mm. 
uh, fooling around with someone is two people, like with your wife or girlfriend. Three people is apples and oranges. It's a whole different spectrum. It's different. Two people can't compete with three, right? If you were to cheat off someone in school, you'd cheat off their test right next to you. <laughs> Sometimes a teacher says, group test, no cheating. I really think a three-way is admissible. I, now, I haven't pushed this through, this idea uh, you know, with, with your with wife. my wife, I don't know if she agrees. I'll be honest with you. And, I, and by the way, I don't. I've never cheated on my wife. No, yeah, you're the most loyal, good husband I've seen. You know, it doesn't sound like it. You know, during and you guys podcast. have been married how long? Uh, six years. Six and years. I love my wife, but I do think a three-way that should be a different category. What do you think? Now we, we've talked about this. That first off, the three-way can't just be two random, whatever-looking girls. It's got to be a situation that you think is going to be. You'll never have You'll regret again. it the rest of your life. You'll regret it the rest of your life. But I'm going to ask you this first. Would you feel fine if if April had a three-way? No. <laughs> so you, you're wrong. So you lose. You think so? Of course. Because in your mind... Be, because of the dynamic relationship in your mind, you're you're talking about this in general terms, but you're just thinking about it for you. If it truly is admissible, then she should be able to have a three-way also. In fact, at the same no, time as you, in don't, a different room, See, I don't and that's agree. a separate six-way. It's called a separate six. <laughs> Live it or leave it. That's called a rhombus. Where I'm the from. rhombus. Um, it's from kind of a backwards area. Yeah, that's right. Listen. The, the bottom line is a woman can have a three-way anytime she wants. And that's why, see, it's two different things. Again, I think women and men are different. I mean, that I think, is a good point. I mean, it, it's because a woman can do whatever she wants her whole life if she's a reasonable, uh, you know, nice, nice, attractive woman, she can have a three-way every day for the rest of her life. <laughs> true, yeah. And then, but for us, she's like, oh, well, he cheated on me. No, he lived a dream. That's what he did. I mean, that he also, lived out a dream. I will say that's also the problem with, you know, the sex is being equal is that just they're not. I mean, I think we, we learn that as we get older. It doesn't mean that women are not as smart as men or men aren't as good as women as is popularly portrayed in all television. Well, I think the stats show that women are smarter than men. So women, I think actually, yeah, women are, are they, you know, they have more, but they're, and this they're different creatures. It. They're different creatures. Right, exactly. I think we've, confirms it. we've nailed the coffin in that nail. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, a woman would have said it better, but I, I really feel like uh, you know we are we're very very different types of people, and it is tough. It's a tough thing when a man cheats on a woman. It is different than when a woman cheats on a man. It just is. There are different motivations behind it almost always. I don't know. People have strong opinions about this, but I think I know a lot of women where monogamy seems totally comfortable them because that's what they're supposed to do. They're raising a child. They're supposed to try and kind of keep a hold of this, this male provider in the, and have a primary relationship. But you know, 50,000 years ago or whatever, there was a guy who has had sex with a bunch of women. And the one that was the best was his sort of primary relationship person, but he had other offspring and that's sort of the deal. That's what it is. And so it's, if a guy cheats on a girl, I think it's usually just because he wants to have sex with a girl right then and there, not because he's like, I, I feel emotionally cast off. It feels like that she doesn't even look at me anymore. It's like she's looking through me and she's taking me for granted. And so I'm going to go and I, this woman is offering me emotional support that I don't have. I don't think most guys are like that. Most guys aren't even as sensitive as we are. And we don't sound particularly sensitive on this episode. We don't. In fact, but it is, is that it's true that most guys are just like, whatever, quit bitching, you know? So it's tough. But I think, I think a three way, in my opinion, just because of the way society is, good or bad, you've got to have the woman's got to be able to do it too. Okay, if she wants to. Yeah, I, you make a good point. I, I hate to I hate to say it because I think it's it's the first one of the day. <laughs> but you've done a good job with that one. One more philosophical question involving gender and sex and. Is it invasive to want to know the sex of your baby before it's born? My wife wanted to know the sex of our baby before it was born, and I didn't want to know. Uh, even after it was born, I didn't want to know. I didn't want to pry into its personal life. You know, I'm not the Olympic Committee. Uh, you know, either way, uh, yeah, I figured whatever sex it was, I was going to raise it as a boy. <laughs> I think that uh, 
here, I, I, I have a very strong opinion on this, and I think a lot of people disagree with this. I think you can choose the gender of your baby if you want to. I don't even think that's invasive. I think if you have two girls and you wanted to have a boy, I think you should be able to have the doctors mix it so that you have a boy. You, you, you would no? Do they have the technology for that? Oh yeah, absolutely, and have for years. Most people don't do it, and I'm not saying I would or that I'm planning on doing it, but I think I would love to have a son. And if it was if it was coming up all, if it was all coming up roses, I'm talking about the flowers that we refer to ladies' genitals as. If it was all coming up roses, then you know I might throw a, a matchstick in the mix. Well, I don't. I don't think you'd. I think you'd be making a mistake to try to make a decision like that. I think we know as humans, we th- we we think we know what we want, but sometimes. It's better just what we get. You're saying you're also saying that you have a son. Yeah. So, and you wanted a son. Yeah, I, I I honestly didn't care either. You really didn't. Yeah, I really didn't. Well, then I also don't think I don't think it's a big deal not to know the gender. But I I, I think somebody said something interesting to me recently, and I agree with this, and I think that's why I might bring forth if I have kids to say, let's let's not guess, let's not find out the gender because. He said that when your wife's still pregnant, the baby's not real, really. So if you find out it's a girl, you have all these preconceptions. But if you find out that day, oh, you have a daughter, it doesn't matter. You're just like, you love the thing because that's your instinct. And so it's, I think it's healthier for a person mentally, maybe, to not know the gender. But I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Hell, sometimes for fun, I'll find out the gender of another couple's baby before they do. Leave little clues around the house. Blue booties in a pipe. <laughs> someone, someone asked us, would you spend the day as the opposite sex? Would you do that? Um, I think this is my question. What do you say? What would you say? Would you? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, of course you would. Yeah. And would you be touching and playing with yourself a lot? No, I, I think I would you know, want to experience everything. So you wouldn't. You know, you know, a lot of guys are like, yeah, I just stay home and play with my breasts all day. <laughs> oh, wait, i got to play Call of Duty for another eight well, hours. I think you'd want to walk around a bit. Yeah, I, that's, but that's what I think is funny about you is you wouldn't. You wouldn't do the sex part of it, any sort of it. You'd want to walk around and have, see if guys kind of you were a head turner or you'd see if you got free coffees and stuff. I think there'd be some interesting. I'd like to do a set see what it's like. As a woman, yeah. Do you? I think that would be fascinating. Because one time I wrote a bunch of jokes and wanted to do a set as a woman and just try and cultivate like a good fifteen minute set. Just at, when I dress like a girl, I have great jokes as a woman and just do them without any irony or anything. But I wasn't able to do it. It's really hard. But that's interesting that you'd walk around. I would not. I would not spend the day, a day as the other gender. Why? I don't. Th- I don't know what it does for you. I, mean, I guess you could write a book and make a lot of money, but like, so you, there's no uh, you know repercussions. You just just to experience it. It'd be more interesting day know, than cause you. Because why? Why would be more interesting day than you would have had otherwise? No, I don't think. I I think it's okay not to know what it's like to be a girl. I don't know that it would be particularly fun. Also, I don't. I don't. I never look at women and go, "I wish I was a woman." You don't no. think you'd understand that experience better? May, yeah, I guess if if I guess if you really. And I don't, I, if it's your same brain, is it your same brain? Yeah. So then you don't learn anything new about being a woman, really, except that you walk around and more guys are like, hey, sweet tits, what do you got <laughs> under that blouse? Where, where'd you get that blouse from, Macy's? <laughs> woo, woo, woo. What part of town are you living now? Where you? Well, where people I'm, are, down, I'm by the docks. You by, I live uh, near the docks. You in Brooklyn? Yeah. <laughs> hey. And to me, all construction workers are in Brooklyn. Yeah. Hey, hey, sweet tits. I, I hadn't hey. heard that one. You got a nose like a pelican. Let me get in there. I'm a little fishy. It's the weirdest <laughs> construction worker ever. <laughs> I had an opportunity once. Uh, uh, my uh, ex-girlfriend and I, we had broken up. Everyone in, in high school knew we had broken up. And uh, we... Mm-hmm. We're at, we had to go to a dance, and we were we didn't want everyone to know we had gotten back together. It was a costume party anyway, so we dressed with these hoods on, and uh, no one knew it was us. And we got to be basically invisible. Everyone knew, uh, you know, everyone could see us. And we had little eye holes, but they didn't know who we were. It was a very interesting experience, and everyone was trying to tackle us and pull our costumes off to figure out who we were. And <laughs> How it was, old were you? It was a great bonding experience. It was like senior in high school. That's great. And and so we got That's to experience almost being like that invisible. Was that your idea or hers? 
you know, we were we were we were in San Francisco we were in Chinatown. We we're like, you know, let's pick up some costumes, go back to the dance. We can still go. No one will know it's us. We had these weird like masks on and stuff. And uh, people and my best friend the next day was like, yeah, these weird freshmen showed up in these costumes, and they didn't. They, they were, never knew it was he you. Never knew it was me. Did you guys I ever told, tell? I told him years later. Years. We That's to, great. We we're supposed to take it to the grave, but one time we were, we were kind of getting wasted about four or five years later, and I told him, he's like, that was <laughs> And then I played baseball on the baseball team. Everyone was talking about the baseball team. Uh, this kind of hurt my feelings. Uh, the baseball team uh, concluded it was a lesbian couple. Also freshmen. Also freshmen. It was always freshmen. You, you do look a little bit like a sharply dressed lesbian. You know? <laughs> Sometimes I look here, I'm like, that's a sharply yeah. dressed lesbian. Oh, big, that's it was Cash. a big story. Hey, Cash. These two lesbian, this lesbian couple showed up in costume. We tried to rip their costume off, couldn't get figure out who they were. But it was a great experience. So I think you want to experience everything once. I don't know. I think I don't know that I need to know that because what if you're? What if it makes you sad about stuff? I went to a really interesting. I was going to tell you about this, which is a very interesting site lately. I'm sort of fascinated in sort of strip stripper culture and pornography. Stripper and culture, culture and pornography. Did you go to the stripper culture uh, museum? I did. I went in, uh, in Cleveland. residence in Hoboken. Oh, they have one in Hoboken, yeah, too. Yeah, okay. Hoboken, New Jersey. So, um, the, uh, when you uh, walk in, someone goes, hey, sweet tits. <laughs> hey, sweet tits, come over here. We got a new exhibit on uh, pasties throughout the ages. <laughs> Sugar titties. <laughs> Show me them glucose Tits. <laughs> you just eat it. You can think of so many different synonyms for sweet things, but he only knows what. I like that high fructose corn syrup. Titties. <laughs> oh, that won't even back out. Sorry, uh, uh, but I'll I'll say. Uh, <laughs> but I th- I think um, you got me off track. Where we well, you were at the Hoboken. Uh, no, before that, titty museum. No, that's not a real thing. Oh really? Go! Oh, yeah, you, you really took me down. You took me for a ride there. I, I thought there was an actual museum, a strip bar museum. Oh, you don't want to? You don't, I don't need to be that person. Oh, this website that I went to recently that yeah. I think is very interesting. Pornography culture. It's called efucked.com, e f u k t dot com, and it's all sort of porno bloopers, but they're not funny. They're not supposed to be funny. They're t- actually some of them are terrifying and very sad. And it's very porno, interesting. Porno bloopers. Yeah. yeah. Some of them are sad. You know, there are girls crying or like yeah. interviews afterwards when they're clearly too wasted to ever release the interview on the DVD. It's just stuff like that. People falling. No, it's more like girls crying and having to stop in the middle of stuff. Yeah, that doesn't Weird sound game. funny at all. It's not funny at all. There's a lot of things on porn that... Uh, porn no, no. isn't very romantic to por- me. Porn is not a... Por- porn to me is is not a very... Porn is weird. We should do a whole thing it, on porn. Some of the characters aren't even married. It's it's sort of a it's it's. it's Where did you hear that? I think that's a rumor. I'm serious, I've heard because I've, I've heard, heard that not, too online. I've heard they're not married. But uh, efuck.com. I feel like you go there, and I saw a video last night with my girlfriend that we were just sort of watching them, and my girlfriend kept being like, "These aren't that disturbing. These aren't that bad." And I saw one, uh, one video. That it was just so disturbing. I'm not even going to tell you guys what it was, but it wasn't like it wasn't awful or sad. But she threw up, and then you know said something about her personal life that was pretty jarring. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's bad news, you know. And you, once you see that, you can't unsee it, and it will forever change for sure how I see pornography. I'll always have that in my mind because it's burned in there. That's how seriously tragic this sort of this thing that she's like oh i'm sorry i'm throwing up because of this situation yeah, they shouldn't show that but here's yeah. the thing it's part of real life you know we we actually we were outside of the tower yeah how far are you going to go with this theory though i mean i'll, I'll give you an example so i just i i okay. i don't think i need to spend the day as a woman because what if i find out something about that that is it's sort of ignorance is bliss you got to admit to that and sort of stand by it sometimes you know, I'll watch pornographic weird stuff and feel terrible about it. But if you go and you experience what it's like to be a woman and it ends up, you know, changing radically how you think about life and you're the only person who's done that, who else are you going to talk to about that? Just trannies? They are so boring. Please stop talking about high heels. We get it. You're a woman now, Jared Dree. Unbelievable. I don't, I don't, I don't like porn anyway. I just think, I'll tell you what, Porn isn't very romantic because they, they show things just 
so they have something to show. Like there's no the the shots of men spewing their, their <laughs> no, but that's not that doesn't yeah. happen in nature. That's not they do that just so they have something to show on camera. That's gross. There's nothing. You don't need to see a guy doing that. You don't see that in nature. You don't find that attractive at all. No, you don't see a you know a chicken coming on another chicken's beak there's no chicken facials there's no that's if you know what if you take one thing with you uh, from the podcast there's Please, no chicken there facials. are no chicken facials there's no different facials there are so, it's I, not natural it doesn't happen nobody here's does the thing that. i'll say though, they real did quick. it it's a creation from porn and now people think it's sexy and they've been affected by it there's nothing sexy about that you know what i do think it's sexy it's though. demeaning if, i want to say to listeners if you're having a real tough day and you get in a confrontation with somebody and they're like what's your problem blah 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 this will be a lot of fun just turn to them and go hey there are no chicken facials okay <laughs> They don't exist, and then walk away. Let hey, that be a part tits. of your day. Hey, sugar. There's no chicken hey, sweetie, facials. Sweetie. Hey, splendid tits. <laughs> so I, it, you know, I'm just saying. She got fake tits. So. You know what? It's, so it's, it's, it's life tits. imitating art when people are doing that now. Like, that is sexy. true. It's not. It is true, but you know, you've seen enough pornography after a while. You do get excited about it. And the other thing is, I'll tell you this. What was the main form of birth control for centuries before condoms and the pill and all that was coitus interruptus, pulling out and coming. So where are you ejaculating? What are you going to ejaculate in the trash can? Which I have done. One time I was in a sexual experience. And I just thought it would be funny. And the girl was cool and great. And we're still friends. And I jumped out of bed and, and went over and pointed it into the trash can. And I ejaculated and I went, this is where it belongs. <laughs> so she thought that was pretty funny, but also terrifying. Here's the thing. I That's not to, good. You, yeah. it's, it's more intimate if it's somewhere on their body. It can be on their feet, on but the I, bottom I, of their feet, and then they push their feet into I the ground masturbating they make eye contact with you. Is that weird? <laughs> Is that something that you wouldn't... You know what I mean? You, you ejaculate on the bottom of her foot, and then she sort of pushes it into the ground while she stares at you. Yeah. No, I, I think that is very normal. Uh, <laughs> you know? Um, I, I masturbated uh, uh, on top of a baseball bat once just for good luck. Is that true? That's yeah. not true. Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's not true. I did. Just the image of you doing that is a, I, it's I mildly thought, horrifying, but also I just enjoy. It gave me Was a it little. uncomfortable? It's got to be uncomfortable. Well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't rub. It wasn't the, you know, actually against the. No, but you were, the right, here's how I imagine. That's where it went. I, 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 gave, I gave a bat a facial. Here, here's, oh, okay. Because here's what I was imagining. Because I, I, think, I thought it would be good luck. And here's. It, Here's what I was imagining. I thought you meant. I went on a real hot I streak afterwards. I, I didn't think. <laughs> I did. I didn't think that you. I did. I did. Though, I did. It, it worked. Is what I'm saying. Cash Levy here telling you, come on a bat. It works. <laughs> Meet me in my used sports goods emporium. I'm Cash Levy. I mean, we're come very on a bat. We come on our bats. We're very we're superstitious. Our first baseman one time. He's like, hey, Cash, come over here. He's like. Hey man, I have the clap. People, you know, I'm old enough where someone had the clap. That's Is that true? Bad, yeah. He had the clap, and I was like, "Oh man, what? I feel bad for you. What? How you doing?" He's like, "I've been, I've been really." <laughs> that was your response. He goes, "What I, a great friend." No, I, I feel go, bad for you. How are you doing? I, I go, "How are you okay?" He's like, "Dude, I've been hitting the ball really well ever since." Really? Yeah, I think he thought it was a, a lucky thing for him. That is so weird. Oh yeah. So you're you're you seem like a superstitious guy with superstitious friends. Here's how I was imagining it. I imagined you. Put a baseball bat down on a hardwood floor. Is, is this what you imagine too, Matt? Also, uh, you put a baseball bat. That's writing a diagram. This is so funny. He's like drawing yeah. a picture of what he thought. Baseball bat on a hardwood floor. You naked, lying down, back down on, on. So you just put the bat underneath of you because you said I masturbated on a baseball bat. So you're laying uh, face up on a bat, a baseball bat, and then you just ejaculated into the air. <laughs> Supposedly, on a chicken's beak, maybe. Yeah. I thought he was like balancing. Like, oh, now he's. Oh, <laughs> Matt's up on, up on a chair. chair oh, the edge of the bat. You were yeah. balancing on the edge of the bat. Tip of the oh, bat. That's ridiculous. It's the bat nipple. He, does, so he doesn't were. have the balance the to bat do that. bat nipple. Yeah. That would require such immense balance just to balance this on. Is a, this is a, the first show I'm going to have my parents listen to. I think so. Just. Uh, there's, no, there's no shame in masturbating on something. Here's. I'll, I'll, I'll one up your story. When I was in sixth. Great or something, somewhere around there, uh, one of the kids, <laughs> one of the kids uh, in our small group of friends told me that if you cut a hole in a tomato, this is very early on, before we were even really able to masturbate, if you cut a hole in a tomato and you put your penis in there, it would feel like a vagina. 
Now, how he knew that, I don't know, because neither of us had had sex, but he just told me. So what he didn't tell me, though, is that you shouldn't use a tomato right out of the refrigerator. <laughs> because I cut a hole in it, and I put my, my winging yeah. in there, and uh, it was super cold. And vaginas are not cold. In fact, <laughs> quite the opposite, I later found well, out years the Arctic, later. Arctic vaginas are different. That's not true. I think probably Eskimos have sex more than regular people because it's so cold outside. You uh, always want her, her vagina would be one of the warmer places in good your place. igloo. Yeah, that's true. If people true. even live in igloos, anymore. that seems like a T-shirt. What? Her vagina's the warmest place in the igloo. <laughs> that make a her, good shirt? I think her vagina. Her vagina is the warmest place in the igloo. Yeah. So we'll we'll make we'll that start shirt. selling that yeah and, no, and then no chicken facials. Let's move on now. And I've I've let things go, spiral out of control here on uh, uh, cashing in on with TJ cashing Miller. in with TJ Miller. Let's move on to what hurts real quick. Uh, TJ, what hurts? Um, I'm going to say it hurts to stick your dick in a frozen <laughs> tomato. <laughs> it hurts to stick your dick in a frozen tomato. It hurts to hear about it. Uh, <laughs> And now time for practical living in the modern age. One uh, of my favorites. This is where we kind of give you, you know, some some life advice as to how to live a, a better life, mm-hmm. um, how to uh, improve your situation. Uh, we'll stay in the relationship theme. Um, I think we uh, we've talked about this uh, on occasion. Should you be able to place bets, maybe? Uh, uh, at a friend's wedding on the on the marriage and how long it may last and you can make some money. I think it's a fun way. I think it's a fun way for for uh, for guys to kind of keep in touch after a wedding. You, you place some bets on how long how it's going to do. I, I think it's amazing that you are such a good guy, but you come <laughs> off like such a dick. I know, <laughs> but you're not. You really this aren't. podcast makes me think, look horrible. No, no, no. I think here's what I think. Yeah. Is it a good friend of yours? Not usually. So then that's okay. Yeah. If it's somebody who you went to their wedding and you sort of know them, but you didn't stand up in the wedding, especially if it's a second marriage, I'll place bets on that. If it's a second marriage and it kind of looks like it's a disaster, you sort of feel that it's going to fall apart. Yeah, then you can put some money. It's like a celebrity death pool. I think it's weird to think that, you know... I'm not a celebrity, but that I, I, you know, that people like us, the public figures, could be in a death pool where people are like, I'm going to make money if he dies this year. Are there death pools? Yeah, you don't know that? I didn't even know that. Yeah, celebrity death pools are a huge deal. Yeah, they're online. See, that's that's too cynical for me. Well, that's the thing, though. I'm glad that we talked about it because now we're painting you in a more positive light. Yeah, no, that's that's going too far. Mm-hmm. That's this, sticking your dick in a frozen tomato. That's exactly what, uh, as, yeah. As I've been known to say, yeah, having the tip just come right off. Ooh, sugar tips. Yeah, a uh, couple other uh, practical living things. Are you practical on a date? Do you do you take out date insurance where you have something set up in case the date isn't going so well? Hmm. You know that's that that is a talking point, and she's out of my league. Do you do oh. it? I know um, it's like I know it's a common thing. When I was single, I would have like a plan just for if I didn't like the date as much, not to end the date, but just to have something set up. Like you know, um, you know, we go back to my place and watch, you know, parts one, two, and three of the Thornbirds. You know, because it's you know, it would kill off six or eight hours. I mean, the thorn- Is that dated? The Thornbirds? I think that's super dated. <laughs> I've been using Thornbird jokes uh, since I was like. Three when the movie, when it came out, I think it's funny. The Thornbirds. I think the name is funny. What yeah. is, what's the what is the? It's a movie. It's a mini series from yeah. nineteen something. I'd go with uh, Boardwalk Empire right now. Okay, you'd watch use the entire that. season. I, here's what I would say though. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily do that because I think that if you want to get out of a date, it should be okay at the end of dinner or something to say. You know what? I'm tired. I'm going to go home, and then that person should sort of take the cue. Get the message. But I'll, I will say this, though. I got to say this because I have the weirdest life I ever could have imagined having. I'm eating dinner tomorrow night with John Stamos from Television's Full House, and Bob Saget might be joining because John Stamos saw me at the Emmys, which I was there as Morgan Murphy's date because I would never be invited to that uh, any other way, and. Uh, and John Stamos saw me and he's like, you're hilarious. And I immediately, I'm such a douche. I was like, want to be in a video together? And he's like, yeah, sure. I just did one for collegehumor.com. I was like, great. And I got his email and everything. So we set up this dinner tomorrow at the Soho house and I have planned an out. I planned a set at 920. Dinner's at 730. 
that way around 8.30. Either way, I go, hey, I got to go do a set. Do you want to come or so you not? you have John Stamos date insurance. I really, really do. Because here's why. He seems like the nicest guy, but I do know his ex-wife really well. And, you know, you don't know. You don't know what he's like in real life. What if he ends up being real douchey? That's possible. He's taking a risk, too. Maybe he has date. Maybe he has TJ Miller date insurance. <laughs> and you met him at the Emmys? I met him, yeah, at the do, Emmys. Do you think, uh, I mean, you're, you're a, a fantastic actor, but do you think the Emmys or the Oscars, I mean, I, I'm still a little surprised we're giving awards. I'm really, I will say, I'm actors. really not a fantastic actor. You're great. I, I'm, I enjoy, very good I at acting, acting. I'm very good at acting natural in between being very funny, but I don't, I, I don't consider myself, acting is not my forte or something that I take great pride in. That being said, what was the question about the Oscars? Well, I the think Emmys? it's weird the, that we the, give awards to actors as if... Uh, they're unappreciated. I mean, they are royalty in our society. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what? We're not going to give doc, you know, doctors or scientists awards. People that no one's we heard give, of. Let's we, give. Let's give some awards. Keep these we guys give awards ego to, going. We like, give what? awards to musicians for the Grammys. We give awards Sometimes to. They're a little. Un- and here's what it is: anything that is spectacle that is appreciated um, uh, all throughout mass society, they want to give awards to the best ones. And also, Americans are competitive. It's very American to give awards. You know. It's it's very, you have achieved more than anyone else because you worked the hardest and you're the best. That's sort of a, an American thing. But I, I think the Oscars are pretty pretty dumb. And I also, if I wanted awards, I don't think I would have gone into comedy. Comedians don't win That's true. awards. That's, That's not true. what it's about. You That's know? true. Cause you can't, A, because it never happens, and B, because comedy looks effortless when it's done best, whereas dramatic acting, everyone's like, how did... How did Al Pacino yell so much? He yelled so much for so long. How did he do it? He needs a little golden man so that he can wake up and be like, hey, golden man, I'm good. Let's move it along to tiny opinions. Uh, Do you have any tiny opinions, uh, TJ? Yeah, I do. I'm going to say right now, um, you know, I, I guess, yeah, this this most recent one, don't show me a picture of your dog or your cat if... This is maybe a relationship thing, dude. Don't show me a picture of your dog or your cat if I didn't ask to see it. Don't do it. Babies, I'll let slide a little bit. If you got a baby, you created a life, you want to show that to me, I'll yeah. look at it and pretend like it's the most fascinating it, it, thing ever. Yeah. But you gotta, you're got going to show me a picture of your dog. I can go buy that thing this afternoon and show it at your house. Why don't you just go get your dog? I don't need to see a picture of it. You can It's your slave creature yeah. that makes you feel good. Don't show me pictures of it. And the, these women that are like, my girlfriend does it too. Oh, it's so frustrating. I, 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 isn't, this the cu- isn't he the cutest dog? Isn't he the cutest dog? Great. You picked out the best one. It's like me getting a TV. It's just as obnoxious as me buying a television and saying, look how great my TV is. Look at this incredible flat screen TV. It's the most expensive TV. Look how good it looks right there. Look at that TV that I bought. You just bought a dog. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. And And don't. Let's limit the amount of pictures you have of yourself in your own house. Yeah, I like that one, too. That's um, one that we were talking about a little while ago. I mean, we see you. I can see you. You're standing right in front of me. Right, what do exactly. I do? And there's your wife. I don't need to see a picture of you two in Jamaica uh, above your fireplace. Totally useless. Like, we, I can see you right now. And it's such a different thing from having pictures of your kids. If you have pictures of your kids, that is universally accepted. You love your kids. You want to see them when they're not around. That's that whole thing. But pictures of your your marriage, first of all, your wedding pictures, let's take those down out for a couple months, everybody. Really? we got to remember that day. I, I think know one. It's expensive. I think you can do one. Fine. Do one classy one. That's it. One. But you got a bunch of them. The weirder still is you go over to somebody's house and the guy will just have like a picture of him by a tree. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? There's no way I'm eating it's that picture food. Of There's fucking poison in it. You're crazy. What kind of maniac is like, that's me next to a tree in Philadelphia. <laughs> hey, sugar tits. <laughs> That's me next to a fucking tree. I knew that was coming. You're going to be barking up this one? Huh? Hey, no chicken facials. Yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah come on the no tree. No facials on the beak. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, so I, those, no those two things. Those two things to me are, it's, I don't, I'm not saying don't do it to other people. There are lots of women who want to show each other their dogs and talk yeah. about their dogs. Fine, do it among yourselves. But if you come to me and go, I just got a dog, and I go, oh, that's great. I can't wait to see him. He goes, oh, I have a picture right here. I didn't ask to see a picture of your dog. I don't need to see it. Yeah. Keep it away from me. Nice. Or I break the phone. I like it. I that kill was, the that dog. was, you know what? That was more than a tiny opinion. 
I like that. I'm glad you got that off your chest. Let's Sometimes move on. they're big opinions on tiny things. Let's mo- let's move on to the maskers. Uh, this was originally. Uh, Ask, Ask the, masters. the Masters. Yeah, of course. But, but we, now we call it Masters. We shortened it because we want to make sure the show is really concise. We as understand. We have been today. And yeah. been, I get a lot we really of Twitter, things down. a lot of Facebook. It should not be Maskers because that's Master Askers. It should be Ask the Maskers. Masters. But you're Wordsmith. You're Wordsmith. No, it's not about that. It's called Maskers. We already bought the domain name. We trademarked it. It takes many, many months to do that. It's called Maskers. It was going to be called. It was going to be called Sugar Tits. It was going to be called Liquid dick <laughs> that's not true but, that's uh, not even really a callback let's find out what our uh, uh well you know what? we'll create a joke later and then we'll go back in time like that yeah um you know we've uh let's let's find out what our what our listeners have uh, been curious about uh can here's the first question this is from uh at romance uh, that's with two a's mm-hmm. uh can friends with benefits work uh i I saw the movie. I didn't think it worked well. <laughs> gotcha. Hollywood um, jokes. If so, uh, what are some tips for making it work? Can friends with benefits work? I think that's what a marriage is, friends with benefits. I, I, think I love that. that. I, I never. That's what a good marriage is. When I first heard that question, saw a question, I said, I don't think so. And I know, I know some people that have done that. I have been in situations with friends with benefits. There's a, you know, an incredible girl when I was in Chicago who that's sort of what it's always been. But I think that there's always one person wants it to be a relationship and the other person doesn't and you're everybody in the relationship is sort of lying to themselves. That's true. But I think you're right. I mean, I, and I, I don't, you know, I'm not married. But I think the best relationships I've had, that's what it feels like. Cause you, you want to be able to be with somebody who you're attracted to, but you can all say, Hey, you want to have sex? That's like a vital question in a successful I think, you are, I think the definition of a friend is to be able to say whatever you think and not have them get upset with you. That's important too. That's and, hard to find in a, a marriage. And so if you find that friend, uh, maybe maybe you stick find, them. If you find that friend, fuck them. I'm Cash Levy. <laughs> I'm TJ Miller. <laughs> this has been Cashing In with TJ Miller. Have you been a friend? Put a great closer. I do love that. I think that's got to be it. Set that I think that's got to be it. I think that is the closing piece of wisdom. That's going to be it for the show. Well, what is what is better than what is better if you than find that? that friend? Fuck them. Fuck them. That's it. And there's no chicken facials. And there are no chicken facials. And I got to say, sometimes when you pull your penis out of a tomato, <laughs> your penis almost feels like it has more liquid in it than the tomato. And that's what we call. Pointing at you. That's what we call. Earlier I said it wasn't a callback. That's what we call <laughs> liquid dick. Liquid dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I wasn't on board for that one. You know what? If I wasn't a guest on this show, I would be very upset right you now. Know, but I want to end by thanking you for having you, me on. I think you felt that the liquid dick moment was more profound than it was. And so <laughs> I couldn't get... I'm sorry. I couldn't get it... Couldn't get it into my head. But I refuse to come back on your show until the next episode. What about having a picture in your house of a tomato with a hole in it? Just as sort of an innuendo. <laughs> I, I am going to do that. An innuendo. If you, could, if you could help me, if you can help me remember that innuendo, innuendo, that's the Eskimo dick. Uh, I, I will do that. I would love to have a picture. And then, and then whenever, whenever my wife, whenever my wife or friends that? are like, what is that? I'll always say, just someone from my past. <laughs> it was, it was one night in the library, but, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. If and you find that been, friend, if you find that friend, liquid dick. Fuck. But <laughs> 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 now leaving nerdist.com.